stay tuned for Heart of Mind, radio for the new millennium.
Is one enough? Or is one too many? Before we say no more Or could you ever love A pot of gold Or could you ever love Another lonely soul then Or could you ever find Love that was oceans wide Could you ever find love the stranger's eyes Give a little Tolerance Tolerance We need you more and more So lend a hand Or hold a friend That's a need Franti and Spearhead with Tolerance. You're listening to Heart of Mind, Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Catherine Davis, and we did start a conversation last week about moving forward in the world in a way that brings sanity back to the table. And there's a way of us not seeming to have any control over world affairs, but in fact we do. It's the individual choices that we make that impacts the direction, impacts public opinion, and impacts outcomes. It may seem torturously slow, but that's how things seem to turn. And I was very, very pleased to see that the ICJ, I think it's called, ruled in favor of South Africa's um, petition to stop genocide in Palestine. And I think this is something that most human beings, 
touch with their capacity of heart and compassion would agree with. But it didn't just happen because it was the right thing to do. It happened because thousands upon thousands of people took to the street across the world in almost every country, as far as I can tell. And people have been demanding that something change in that region of the world. And it took a country, South Africa, who had gone through its own difficulties with colonial power and control through the apartheid system in South Africa to be able to empathize with the plight of the people of Palestine. And I see that also in the motivation of Ansar Allah, sometimes mostly referred to as Houthis, determining to take steps to stop what many perceive as an ongoing genocide taking place in the country, the county, the area referred to as Palestine. So I, I was very happy to see that. I was a little bit nervous because I wasn't sure that the power dynamic wouldn't enforce some kind of technicality that would prevent the the ruling that came through. And I think it was a very powerful thing. Um, I watched the recording of the whole event and the Hague, and pretty much 15 to 2 voted in favor of um, South Africa's uh, charge. So I'm hoping that more countries in the world will take steps to prevent the ongoing slaughter of innocent people in Palestine and hopefully prevent a broader explosion of these conflicts into more regions of the East. It could easily happen, um, but we're hoping that it doesn't happen and saner minds do prevail. So, as I was articulating last week, it really does take action. It's not just a thought process. It's not just prayer and sending positive energy. Those, those things have an impact, for sure. It's important that we take action where we can. And some of us can do that. Some of us cannot, but to understand that that if you're not going to support an action with your physical body, you can support something with media, you know, emails, social media. There's so many ways to begin to bring back some sanity in our current situation. It's very easy to find reasons for why things are the way they are. It's very easy to point the finger and blame certain parties for contributing to it or doing directly. But the way I look at it, I don't think any of our governments have clean hands in this regard.
if we look back over the last 20, 30 years, this is what we've seen. Some kind of excuse making doesn't have to be so much to cause um, the kind of indiscriminate mass killing that's taking place now in Palestine but has done taken place in other countries, primarily in the East and Africa, with the exception of the Ukraine conflict, which is more Europe. Um, we really do need to reclaim our world in a way that allows for that level of tolerance and understanding. And I think that it can be done if the will is there for it to be done. And if we can find leadership amongst our number of humans that can play leadership roles, not everyone is a leader, but those that are in those roles also need to be held accountable for their choices and their actions. So we each do what we can in that regard. But I am, in a manner of speaking, celebrating the, the final ruling, which is a provisional ruling. Um, but it does really make a def definition of what is acceptable in this case and what is not. So we'll have to see how it all turns out. We don't know for sure. We don't know how long it will last, how many more people will suffer. But um, at least we've taken, on the scale of humanity, a step in the right direction, I believe. So I'm, I'm celebrating that. And maybe in celebration of that, we can also in our own lives, find places and spaces where we can bring forth a level of tolerance in terms of understanding what people go through and their suffering and try to alleviate that, but also a level of putting our foot down and saying, well, actually, that's not acceptable. I can't uh, support this or that behavior. And not even that you have to go pick an argument with someone, but within yourself it's important to understand where you stand. And in terms of what you're willing to condone and what you're willing to profit from. So as I see this particular case, I feel that world leaders also need to be held accountable, ultimately. The leaders of the United States, of Israel, of Europe, whatever countries are contributing to these massive death tolls and destruction, I believe these people need to be prosecuted. Um, and I hope someday that comes to pass because they're taking action in the name of their countrymen without consultation. 
in direct opposition. And I do feel that ultimately these people and these class of people should be prosecuted. I would even extend that to the corporations that profit from it, that propagate war in order to sell weaponry. And I would even extend it to those investors in that weaponry who are demanding a bottom line that enforces or perpetuates atrocities across the world to innocent people. I believe as a human race, all of this must be stopped. What I can do about it, I'm not sure. I'll do what I can, like you, like we all will, who have that sensibility. And we can see that over time, things can change. I mean, things have certainly gotten worse over time, so they can get better over time. If we engage and not turn our back on the suffering and tragedy of others, even if it's just to expend the, extend the compassion within our hearts and not to suppress that compassion based on whatever intellectual thought forms may be rampaging around in our heads. It's, it's really important to maintain that connection with our heart and our capacity to be a human being. It's not something that can be taken for granted. It's very easy in our culture, in the modern culture, to lose that capacity or to have it dulled to the extent that it becomes a lifeless force within our operating systems. Inside my skin There is this space It twists and turns It bleeds and aches Inside my heart There's an empty waiting for lightning it's waiting for you and I am
You are listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, good morning, and I just am overjoyed that uh, you're expressing celebration over this decision with the court. And right now I feel like um, this is one of the happiest moments of my life. I'm overjoyed. Uh, I compare it to when my children were born. That's how, how much relief and joy I'm feeling that, that, that sanity has finally overcome and it's in the news and, and, and our side has, is, it, it has a voice today. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Thank you. Did you want to say anything more? Um, I'm, I'm excited that you started your show with this, and um, it's just beautiful the way you cover your topics, and, and I'm just so happy that you went into this today. And, I'm, and I feel a connection with you and the radio, because there's really not many other people I can do this with right now, and, and, and the people on BAI, and especially your audience, we're all celebrating and holding hands and hugging and, and saying we're giving peace a chance right now. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to join us in this hour, you can call 212-209-2877. 212-209-2877. And we're live on WBAI on Fridays at 11 a.m., and on recording over the Progressive Radio Network, prn.live, on Saturdays at 6 p.m. If you miss, you can go there as well and look and listen to the archives, either there or here at wbai.org. And yes, I feel in this current moment being called to a kind of mission that is a mission I was called to at a very, very young age. And life takes you in twists and turns. But as the world has grown more grotesque, I find that I am growing more, um, what's the word? I won't say enlightened, because that is kind of ego-bound, but, you know, I just feel tapped into 
a kind of inner calling that despite the um despite the the what's going on in the world i'm finding myself finding more and more inner being settled in being more peaceful being able to naturally have an expression of happiness or joy it just seems to run through like an energy a vibration a kind of a state of being which i think in the past i thought of as being more the cause and effect if something goes good you're happy if you have everything you need you can be peaceful but it turns out that that is not the case you could have everything that you need and things could be going great and still be miserable on the inside but i find if you can be more satisfied with where you are and who you are and if you can live with a level of holding and compassion and caring for oneself not to be ugly towards oneself to me is the first step in not being ugly towards other people because when you recognize your own strife and struggles through life and acknowledge them without blaming yourself or other people you just see that there's a certain state in the human condition that is just very difficult to move through and when we find ourselves in conversation or conflict or with adversarial views though we may take it on i'm not saying we won't i'm saying that we can still regard that person at their core as another human being or potential human being have they not given away burned out or sold off their soul which happens as well so it it's just really really important to understand that when you take care of yourself when you're good to yourself when you forgive yourself when you're tolerant of the things you can't and can't do and allow yourself to be then you do become more tolerant you're not trying to be better than anyone or worse than anyone and it provides an opportunity to understand that no one is really more powerful than you either because a person has a title or a big bank account it doesn't make them an authority over your own inner dominion your own inner realm your own sense of value and your sense of humanity i think we have to work to preserve that and i don't think that most of the problem comes from people selling out i think most of the challenge comes from giving up losing hope falling into despair being lost and not knowing where to reach how to transcend that 
inner misery that can take hold. And I, I'm convinced that our first priority is to deal with that, with at least starting with the intellectual understanding that we are indeed humans of great spirit and capacity, even if we can't find the way to it, is to begin to adopt that inner knowing that that's part of our essential self. And then once we can acknowledge and recognize that, then we can go deeper into where the problems are within our dynamic self because we're not just bodies, we're not just mind, we're not just personalities. We have energy systems, we have nervous systems, we have emotional systems, we have feeling systems. And I distinguish between feeling and emotion. Feeling is identifying. It's having a response, a knowing, um, some cognizant awareness of what the state of our being is. An emotion is often something that occurs without the understanding and we end up flowing into reactive behavior. Something happens, we get triggered, reminded how we feel about ourselves, which might be powerless, which might be sinful, whatever it is. And once that trigger is ignited, something emotes out of us that is usually not connected to the words that were uttered, because we usually read into those words. It's not connected to the sense of the words. It's just, you hurt me, I'm going to react in some way that will allow me to feel safe again. And so a lot of the process, I sort of took me off self into another track, but a lot of the process is to understand when people are shouting at you, when people are blaming you, when people are criticizing you or people are demeaning you, it's a reflection on their state, not yours. It's a reflection of them being reactive in a way that they need to be reactive to stabilize themselves in some fashion to demean, demoralize, or feel power over you, me, all of us. These are things that happen. So as we seek to create within our own beings that sense of peace and calm, we can be responsive even to the reactive outbursts that we encounter. We don't have to escalate. We can take a step back and look at the bigger picture of what's happening and then begin to navigate based on the depth of our own understanding rather than being pulled into a dynamic that has no solution. 
that is only for the sake of conflict. So there's always going to be times when we are reactive, where we do explode, everyone goes through that. But the moment we become aware of that fact, uh uh-oh, I really got dragged into this one, take the step back then. And this may very well be a strategy that has something to do with um, my own astrological chart. I am a Cancerian, the crab. And what we do, primarily, is we don't charge forward until we've come inward, figured out the best course of action, and then we move forward. But even then, it's a sideways. It's not direct encounter. So that's just a strategy that has to do with my own psychological makeup. And other people might have strategies. I'd like to hear more of that. Give us a call, 212-209-2877. Melt silently to water And the moon shines lonely in the night Try and see the me that needs to feel you with me now Listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium. I'm Catherine Davis. Hello, Russell. Hi, Catherine. Um, I, you really present a problem for me as a Geminarian. You know the twins. When you you have this dichotomy between feeling and emotion, and identifying a response and the reactive behavior. And I want to make a specific instance. I'm having a real problem with, and it's the Israel Day Parade coming up in June, actually on my birthday, and it, it's, it's, it's a Nuremberg rally that celebrates this 1967 occupation, and, you know, King Downing and uh, Betty on, you know, Thursday night, Wednesday night, they said to me, or their guests said, that we can't postpone this because of possible violence, because then they use that as a reason to postpone our events, and I just want to know how you feel, how you think I should deal with this because I was up there in Columbia with Ahmadinejad and there are people there that want to provoke violence. And I know you say, you know, don't escalate, but I feel like we've been stepping back for 76 years and I just want to know if you have a way you think I can resolve this. That's a tough question. I think that if we could prevent violence, that would be the first choice. I don't particularly think that the parade should be canceled. But I think people need to be fully informed that if they're going out there, that there's a potential for violence. 
Um, and I think that that's true. But I mean, in many ways, it depends on the message that they are countenancing. Are they um, going out there in such a way to propagate genocide? I don't know. I would doubt that. And I think it's really important to begin to make the distinction between the Zionist state and Jewish people. Even Ansar Allah and all of these Arab groups are making that distinction that this is not about um, coming out against Jewish people of the Jewish faith and that even that many of the Arab countries gave sanctuary to Jews when it was Europe that was persecuting them. Mm. Kathy, the, mm. only pe- the only people that conflate uh, the Jewish race with Israel are people who feel guilty about their own genocidal behavior and they're uncomfortable with justifying it, so they have to make excuses. And I'm resentful that they use my religious symbol like a swastika. But that's what I have to get control of, that reactive behavior. And I'm telling you, I just, I'm just afraid of what's going to ha- happen. And you saw what happened in Columbia where these IDF sh- soldiers showed up and sprayed peaceful demonstrators with who knows what and, and you know what, who knows what's coming next. But I'll get off and listen to other people. And thanks for giving me time on the air, Catherine. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, it's a difficult question to de-escalate the violence because there are people who are dedicated to that kind of a cause. But I don't believe necessarily that the answer is to um, hide. It may be a question of having a group of citizens of various from various groups, um, Arab-Palestinian groups, Jewish groups, Christian groups coming together to engage with the policing authorities to reiterate that we don't want violence from them because very often that's where the violence comes from or at least the spark comes from. And I think that maybe it's standing up for the right of people to give speech to what they believe in, whatever it may be, however horrific it may be, as long as it's speech and not physical violence, verbal violence. I think people should have free speech. But it's it's a difficult question. The question is, how do we act? What I would do is try to bring a delegation to the police department. And I say this because I was, I remember the Million Man March and the Million People March. And it was at a particular juncture, it's been many years now, and this was not the original, but the one where it was families and children and um, young men. and, And it was before policing had been completely transformed, there was still community policing. And you could distinguish the policing, the community policing wore light blue they would wear light blue jackets and they engaged in the process of maintaining peace within the group or within whatever the situation was. And they would have conversation with people and they would intercede with 
small disputes or pull away people who were causing problems amongst tremendous crowds of people. And I remember attending this event, and it was about a three-hour event, and it was music and talking and camaraderie. There were multiple races in the crowd, though primarily it was black people in the crowd. And then towards the end of it, um, one of the speakers came up and told people, said, we want to ask you to be very peaceful and exit peacefully because we are at the end of our event and behind me are squads of riot police and we don't want any issues. So they tried to end the event and the riot police wearing helmets, having shields, batons, guns, stormed from the back of the stage and started throwing everything off the stage, throwing it into the crowd, which panicked people. There were a lot of, there were babies in strollers. It was a real family event. And then they charged into the crowd, started pushing people. I was in the very, very front because I was there as press. Charged into the crowd, panicked people. People started running, trying to get out of this space, and it mayhem ensued. And so the stories you get is that there was conflict at this event, which had up to that point been completely peaceful. You may They may not have liked the conversation that was being had, but it was peaceful. And I remember noting, looking over to the people, the, the police officers that were part of the community policing, I saw them crying. They were as distraught as we were that this assault had happened in this event. So I would say that to bring a delegation of people to the whomever is responsible for policing and tell them that they will be held accountable if they contribute to violence, allow violence, and do not prevent violence, and make them responsible for what they're being paid to do. That's that's my position. Anyway, the number is 212-209-2877. We have a few more moments. And let me see if I can play a little bit more music for you as we wait for your calls. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm very uh, focused on using our airwaves to give answers. The uh, listeners of BAI are very familiar with the problems. And we're, I, I, I'm speaking on a personal level, let's say. I won't speak to all of the listeners, but I want answers. Um, one of the things I wanted to say to you, I'm not going to 
the teaching that I follow, um, there's a very, uh, there's a phrase, and it goes, I have come to understand. And uh, again, the teachings that I follow speaks about a person who is profoundly enlightened, and the phrase is, stay awake. And when you gave the, your personal experience that you have come to understand that would work, uh, I thought, again, this is why I follow this teaching. Whenever I, I always look for actual proof. What I want to find out now, and I, I wish that King Downing and um, Betty Davis had heard the dialogue that you just expounded, because what could have happened, we can start to dialogue how are we going to recreate these committees and enact them. I'm going to let the next person come on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate your call. And we have another caller. Hello, you're on the air. Uh, yes. Uh, Could you hear me? I do hear you. Okay. My name is Jose Enriquez, and I live in Belleville. And I would love, love, if you can research me, Juan Gonzalez, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the program, it was filmed in CUNY, and I went public. Because I'm a human, and I believe in every color, every race, everything. It's not about religion. It's not about economy. It's about the human race. And I asked, right there, I went public, and it was being filmed. And I wish they can find a film for me. What is it? About when did it occur, do you know? It occurred... Maybe a year ago or something like that, when when Juan Gonzalez was going out of, uh, you know, he was moving. Mm-hmm. It was the last time, I think, that he was around here because he was going to move. And I say publicly, my son took his life. He was ADHD. I am ADHD. And i doing something, a book that I'm going to give it free to everybody. The less than hundred than hundred pages, because no, if we question the system, I worked thirty three years in Gramercy Park, and believe me, I was fired because I questioned the system. Anybody who questioned the system get fired. The owners of the building put eleven and the twelve commandment in the Bible. Keep your mouth shut. Or we fire you. And that's what they did with me. It's in paper. That's why I go in public with it. So you, I can give you my email or anything. Well, let me give you me. let me give you my email. Mm-hmm. It's heart of mind radio mm-hmm. at gmail dot com. So it's the name of the show, Heart of sure. Mind radio at gmail.com and no no pointing any of that right just all all one word yeah yes okay Okay. thank you you're welcome and you have a wonderful one you too okay Mm -hmm. yeah we it is true speaking out and acting according to what you consider to be the right thing sometimes we pay a price
And I'm not sure how to get around that, except that maybe when we work with each other, we can mitigate that price that we pay. But, you know, sometimes we just pay the price and go on understanding that it was a sacrifice that we made in favor of sustaining our integrity. Integrity is important, and that's where the power is lost. People being in positions where they have to consider, well, can I afford to lose my job? Can I afford to lose my place of residence? Can I afford to lose my life or the life of my loved ones? People are paying that price here in this country and all across the world. So maybe it is that we have to start looking to the right and to the left and look at the conditions that we are being led to and stop looking at what a person believes as a religion, what a person's skin color is, what a person's um, dynamic is, and begin to understand that the races of human being are equal in that regard. We're each valuable beings, valuable souls, and we need to step back from the conflict. And when we see somebody that's suffering, do something about it, whatever is in your power. Maybe you can buy someone lunch. I've done that. People are asking for food. I'll take them into a place, buy them a meal, and let them go on their way. There are things we can do. And if we make a practice, maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's a hug. Maybe it's going to court with someone who doesn't have the wherewithal to do, take care of themselves. And they need help so as not to be subsumed by the system. Maybe we need to just not just protest the big issues like the genocides. Maybe we need to protest as well and stand up for people who are homeless, who are hungry, right down the street from us. We just, it's important that those of us who can do what we can. And like this gentleman, if I can help him, I will. I don't know that I can, but at least I can spread the word of his message. So hopefully we can work with each other in that way. Today we heard um, Come to the River by Diane Rees, Tolerance by Michael Fronte and Spearhead, Absence of Fear by Jewel, On Earth by Rita Selba, Selby, Sage of Landburn, we're listening to now and we might have time for a little more maybe I'll pay, play Frog Dancing by David Anthony Clark or come back to On Earth it's one of my favorite pieces of music stay tuned
So take some time today to be kind to yourself and kind to another. We could do that every day. And let's meet again next time. Take good care. You're listening to Heart of Mind Radio for the New Millennium over WBAI 99.5 FM WBAI.org and you can support by going to the website give to WBAI.org or you can call the pledge line 212-209-2950 Heart of Mine is also heard for the time being over the Progressive Radio Network PRN.live on Saturdays at 6 p.m. Without you, the sweetest wine melts silently to water, and the moon shines lonely in the night. Try and see the me that needs to feel you with me now. Somehow, I don't know how I've known since birth. I'm without you, water. Please send a message to me. Let me know you're on your way. We'll set our spirits free. Singing till you hear me till We happen to come